Welcome to the Resentment-Free Relationships Podcast. I'm Becky Smith, your certified life coach, here to help you go from exhausted and resentful to feeling connected and confident in your relationships. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Have you checked out my new website yet? If you haven't, take a moment and go check it out. It is beckysmithcoaching.com. You can grab my freebie on there, which is how to get along with your mother-in-law. I'd love to hear your feedback about my website. If it speaks to you, if it resonates with you, I'd love to hear about it. So check that out. And today, I would like to talk about a personality test. I don't know about you, but anytime I get to learn a little bit more about myself and understand myself a little better, I just love it. I have been familiar with the Enneagram before, and I had gotten a book from the library. I had listened to it. I'd heard things here and there, but I hadn't really dove into it. I didn't really understand which type I was. There were two that I could narrow it down to, but I couldn't decide which one I was. Well, recently I heard the author of the book, The Road Back to You, I think that's right, by Ian Cron, if I'm saying his name right. So a lot of this information is coming from that book today. And I learned so much about myself, which confirmed stuff that I already knew, but said it in a different way. I love it when that happens because I get a bunch of aha moments and light bulbs going off. I was thinking that if you are listening to this podcast and you resonate with the things that I say on here and how I teach and my examples and my way of being in the world, then you are probably going to resonate with the type of Enneagram that I am. Maybe, maybe not. You're probably going to be in the same family of Enneagram if you're listening, but I'd be really curious to know what type you are. So I'm going to go through and talk about my type today, and by no means is it an exhaustive list. Ian wrote an entire book, maybe a couple books on it. So you're not going to get everything you could know about it by listening to this, but it is an introduction to it. So what is my type? It is type two. It is the helper, which makes total sense (laughs) because my life's mission is to support and uplift others. I am the helper. I am a giver. So first, I do want to mention that personality tests are not the end-all, be-all. They aren't perfect. They don't describe everything about you. Again, they are just a tool to understand yourself better and possibly understand those around you a little better. So remember that caveat, okay? (laughs) And then here we go. So the helper. Twos. Twos are led by the desire to belong and to be loved by others. That is their primary 
motivation. They are helpful and nurturing and caring toward others. They are eager to be involved in other people's lives as much as they can help and be of value in other people's lives. Twos are an automatic yes. They rarely say no when others ask them for help and they really want to prove to others that they are valuable. And their deepest fear is that they won't be loved. And in the book it said that they won't be loved for who they are, but I would just say it's that they won't be loved at all. They just that is their deepest fear. A lot of the giving comes out of that fear because they figured out sometime in childhood that when you give and do things for other people that they tend to like that that you tend to get some appreciation praise support it just starts to build this neural pathway in your brain telling you giving serving worrying about what other people want, what other people feel, that that is the ticket to getting loved. And on the surface, it sounds really, really great, right? That we're serving others, helping others. Another thing I really like about the Enneagram is it gives you a definition of what that type is but it also gives you different levels in that type and what I mean by levels is levels of health this is what an unhealthy two looks like this is what an average or middle two looks like and this is what a healthy two looks like and I really appreciated that distinction because it's not saying that you need to change types or you need to be something different But within your type, you can evolve and you can become a more healthy too. I really liked that about this personality type, that it had that distinction and those layers. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the key traits of a type two. They are nurturing. They are caring. They really want to belong. They are highly empathetic. They walk in a room and they're thinking what does this person want what does that person need how can I help where do I fit in where do I belong how can I help how can I be of value that's what they're thinking when they walk into a room they have intuitive abilities to anticipate the emotional problems and needs of other people and be able to support and uplift them. They find great joy in being available. I have to say that's really true in my life. Part of the reason that I chose to be a stay-at-home mom for most of my motherhood career, I worked at home a lot too, but I did that so that I would be available to people because I see that as a source of love being available to people they are often encouraging they are a shoulder to cry on they are a great friend okay so those are a lot of the key traits the things that all sound great and you're thinking okay that's wonderful 
But there's got to be another side to that, right? And yes, of course there is. There is the other side of the coin. Maybe we would say the unhealthy side of it too is that they can meet other people's needs and know what other people want and their emotional lives, but they don't know what they want or need. You ask an unhealthy too what they want and they're going to give you a deer in the headlights look. They're not going to know what they want and need. I mentioned it before, but twos don't know how to say no very well because their need to be loved is tied to serving other people and doing things for other people and their approval and appreciation of other people. That makes it hard to say no because if I say no, then I'm saying no to love. So that's that's hard for them to do. They have a hard time asking for what they want. So they have a hard time knowing what they want, but they have a hard time asking for what they want and even acknowledging that they have needs and that having needs and wants as a human is not a bad thing, which is really interesting, right? Because twos get kind of a high off meeting other people's wants and needs, but yet we don't even want to appear to have wants and needs. So receiving and accepting help is really hard for a two. So now we know the basic characteristics of a type two. We know both sides of the coin. So now let's talk about how we can grow within the two. Remember I talked about those levels? So if you notice that you have more traits maybe on the unhealthy side, which I've talked about a lot on this podcast, that I was very much caught up in the people pleasing and the approval seeking and all of that that fits right into this. If you notice that you're more on that side and you could come up the spectrum a little bit, then we want to look into tips for growth and transformation. The first thing I'm going to tell you is to figure out what you want. Again, it's deceptively simple. It is simple, but it's not easy. Carve away some time. If you are a journaler, journal it out. If you are more of a talker like me, maybe do talk to text or do a voice memo on your phone. And Just get it out there. I want and write. And then I want and just acknowledge your own wants. Even if they seem extravagant. Even if they seem silly. Even if they seem insignificant. Address your own wants. The next for a two in order to transition and move to the more healthy place is self-acceptance. You've heard me talk about it here a lot, but accepting yourself as you are and that you don't need to be any different to be loved and that you don't have to earn it. You don't have to do anything for another person in order to be worthy of love. That is a huge one, huge one for twos. The next one is, of course, boundaries. 
being able to say no and to say a very clean, healthy no. And what I mean by that is that you've taken the time to say, can I think about that? And then you think about it. You look at your thoughts and you look at your motivations and your expectations behind saying no or behind saying yes. I had this happen to me the other day. I have been asked in the past to do something. I thought about it. I said yes because I got to a clean, healthy place that I could say yes from. I want to say yes because of this and this and this. And it didn't involve what the other person would think about me or how it would look or how I would look. It was just because I wanted to. But this assignment has gone on for a year, maybe maybe a year and a half. I was asked again to do something within this assignment. I had to think about it again and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do it. I don't. I thought, well, what would be the reasons why I would do it? The only reason I could get to is because I should. Because they asked me. Because it's my duty. Because what will they think of me? And even because they need my help. When I could clearly see that, then I could step back and say, you know what? It's time for me to bow out. It's time for me to say, I no longer wish to do this. And my fellow twos, did you know that you can do that? You can do that. (laughs) And after I told this person no, they were like, okay, Totally and completely understand. Thanks for what you've done so far. And I was like, what? It was that easy? (laughs) It is, my friends. It really is. You can say no. And you can set healthy boundaries, which boundaries are just letting people know what you want. And letting people know what you will do and what you won't do. It's that sense of self that is often missing from a two. All right, so I know that was quite a lot of information, but I will probably be talking about this again because it's pretty exciting to me to understand a little better how my brain works, how the glasses or the lenses that I see the world, how they are configured. I also love seeing the contrast of how they're different than other people see. So your challenge this week is to go take an Enneagram test and see what you are. And maybe you'll be stuck between two. Let me know and let's talk about it. Let's see what one you lean the most to. Not sure if I said this in the beginning, but we are actually all of the types. All of us are. We all have all of the types in us, but the one type that you are, and I'm saying in quotations, is the one you are most, that is most dominant for you. Okay? The one that is your go-to. So that's definitely a type two for me. So go check it out. See what number you are and see what you can learn about yourself. And if you want, check out the book, buy the book. 
I have no affiliation with him or anything like that. But it would just be an interesting topic to talk about and to learn about. So, my friends, thank you for listening and have a beautiful week. Bye for now. If this episode resonated with you, then I know you'd love a quick one-on-one chat with me where we get to talk privately about your specific issue or concern. And you'll come away with one specific strategy that you can use today to change your life and your relationships. And the best part is it's absolutely free. So click the link in the show notes and sign up today.